Hello and welcome to Witchy Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Lauren Cholantani, women's holistic health coach and fellow recovering perfectionist. This podcast was created to show you that your body is not in the way, it is actually leading your way. I am very particular about the type of CBD and hemp products that I use. There's so much hype and lack of testing and quality in the industry. So the company that I love and use is Evo Hemp. Not only do they have a beautiful product like hemp seeds, CBD oil, gummies, even hemp chocolate, protein bars, protein powder. They also support a 40-acre co-op farm in Minnesota, which is farmer-owned, focusing on bringing quality and innovation back to Black, Indigenous, and other socially disadvantaged farmers. So if you are looking into trying any type of CBD or hemp products, head over to evohemp.com. The link is in the show notes. And make sure you use code WITCHY, W-I-C-T-H-Y, for 20% off of your purchase. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Witchy Wellness Radio. Again, this is your host, Lauren, and this is a show how you learn how your body and emotions are not in the way they're actually leading the way. And today we get to chat with Rachel Katz all about how to heal our relationship with food, bust toxic wellness cycle mix, and heal relationships with ourselves. More about Rachel. She is a nutritional scientist, wellness embodiment coach, yoga teacher, and founder of the brand, The Full Life. After years of struggling with an eating disorder, poor body image, anxiety, depression, OCD, and being stuck in a toxic and abusive relationship, she went on a deep healing journey to find the true meaning of wellness, health, and happiness. After healing her relationship with herself, food, her body, and others, she now helps other women heal on a mind-body-soul level so they can heal their relationship with food, their bodies, others, and most importantly, themselves, and live their most full life ever. A very witchy wellness approved bio. Welcome to the show, Rachel. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I'm so, so happy to be here. (laughs) I am too. I mean, we were talking off air. There's so many ways we can go into this. Such Mm -hmm. a beautiful story. And, you know, we're always on that healing journey. And, and, but it's, I feel like from that bio, you overcame a lot, your hero's journey, your initiation was a lot of things at once, but how was that journey for you? Like what sparked you to have that moment where you're like, or maybe it was multiple moments. Like I, I need to heal myself. I can do this. Cause for me, I have these little intuitive hits that I had, I kept ignoring and pushing away. And then finally one day, you know, they just got loud enough where I had to. <laughs> I had to listen. I'm stubborn. Um, but yeah, how, how did you, obviously you had a lot to overcome, but how did, how was that healing process that now you can hold that space for other women to do the same for themselves? Yeah. So my journey was actually pretty long. Um, it definitely didn't happen all at once. Um, so when I was in my first year of college, I struggled really badly with just anxiety, depression, OCD, just like debilitating and my mind just took over. I was so disconnected from my body and from my true self. Um, And at this point, I 
was trying to heal from an eating disorder. So I was on that healing journey, but I still didn't fully heal my relationship with food. I also just really did not have a good relationship with myself. And I was 18 at the time. And I was like, I need a boyfriend now or my life is going to be over. (laughs) Um, I was just looking for anything outside of me to make me feel whole and at peace and good about myself. Um, So that is when I sort of um, really started my healing journey with myself. So I took my first nutrition class and I fell in love and I was like, oh my gosh, I think this is what I want to do with my life. And I just really dove into how food impacts us on every level, not just physical, but mental, spiritual. And I just really dove into that world. And then I found yoga, which saved my life as well. And I decided to become a yoga teacher later on. Um, But I really just started to get into the world of health and wellness through wanting to really heal, um, you know, my mental health issues mostly and my relationship with food. Um, But still at this point, I still, you know, I thought I healed from so much, but I was still in a really toxic and abusive relationship. So I met this person around the same time, uh, my first semester of college, and we were together all throughout my college um, life. So for five years, and it wasn't until I finally, you know, broke it off and Um, was able to detach from that relationship that I was like, okay, like what is going on internally that made me stay, A, stay in this situation for so long, um, but B, like how did I attract the situation in the first place? And I, you know, when we broke up, I felt like my life was going to end. I was just so broken And in that moment, I was like, I never want to feel this way again. I never want to give someone that much power over me and how I feel about myself. And I was just committed to healing my relationship with myself. So that is when I feel like my true healing journey began um, because I went on a deeper spiritual journey at that point. Um, and I really just dove deep into healing my relationship with myself. And from that place, just everything changed. Um, you know, my relationship with food changed my relationship with my body, my relationship with other people. I was able to, you know, get rid of friendships that weren't serving me anymore relationships and, just manifest everything that I always wanted in life. And it all came from me just being happy on my own with myself. And that's kind of when everything fell into place. (laughs) Yeah. And thank you for acknowledging that it was a long journey because it's still, for me, it's like, yeah, it's still going. I'm still growing and loving the different parts and learning new things. And yeah, I had to giggle when you when you when you describe the I needed the boyfriend to just, you know, outside. Yeah, I think all of us can raise our hands right now. <laughs> Been there, done that. Um, maybe you're still doing that. And um, and relationships are such as um I don't want to say easy because they can be difficult way of being a reflector of what's going on internally mm-hmm. in us. And they're a huge teacher for us, whether 
<clears throat> they're abusive or not. And for me, going through that journey is very similar. Um, and coming out the other side of that relationship, you're like, wow, what did it take for me to actually be okay with that? Not only attract it, but like stay there. Mm-hmm. Like that part needs my love. That part needs just, yeah, need, needs more love. And <clears throat> I know that you help women with disordered eating habits. And like, I think of disordered relationship habits based on that, but also eating disordered eating is so prevalent in our culture. Um, I mean, I don't know how old you are, but I kind of didn't grow up with social media. It didn't really start until I was like high school, college, you know? So like, I didn't still have, have all the social media, but like, I feel like today it's even more steeped in the comparison and judgment and all that kind of stuff that comes with social media and, and, and online bullying too. Um, but yeah, how how do you start to work with somebody who realizes like, okay, yeah, I might be a little bit disordered eating eater. Like what's the first step to start kind of peeling back that onion of like what's underneath that? Yeah. Um, great question. Um, first I always just try to understand the root cause of why they have this disordered relationship with food in the first place. So I think if, you know, if someone hasn't gone through a disordered relationship with food, it's really easy to be like, Oh, like, I don't really get it. You just want to be skinny. Like what, you know, like I think most people associate an eating disorder with just wanting to be skinny, but it's so much deeper than that. Um, And I tell people all the time, if you think about an addict who's addicted to alcohol or drugs, like that's just their coping mechanism to deal with emotions they don't want to face or trauma they don't want to look at. So same goes for an eating disorder. You're just using that food either, you know, by restricting or binging you're just using that as a way to distract yourself from something deeper that maybe you're not ready to face. So I always just try to first understand the root cause and, you know, just ask my clients questions to get them thinking a little bit deeper. Like, you know, what was your childhood? Like, what were your, who were your role models and what was their relationship with food? Like, and you know, what sort of trauma did you go through that maybe you haven't healed from? So I definitely would say that's the first step, just understanding where it comes from. And then I really work to help my clients feel safe in their bodies again, present in their bodies. Cause that's really, that's really what it is when we don't feel safe in our own body and we don't trust ourselves you know, how are we supposed to eat intuitively or how can we trust that our body knows like when we've had enough food um, or trust ourselves around like every sort of food? Um, Because I think when we feel the need to just like restrict all of these foods and food groups, it's because we don't trust that we can you know, we feel like we're just going to let go and let loose and like just eat 20 cookies and not be able to stop if we let ourselves have a cookie. So it's just really about feeling safe in your body and trusting your body again. Um, 
and being present enough to be able to hear your intuition because our bodies are so smart. A hundred percent. Back in the day when I was more of a health coach, mm-hmm. I would say, if you're going to eat the cookie, eat the dang cookie or cupcake or whatever, and be fully present and make sure you're like the best cookie eater in the world. And you savor each bite. And like, you're almost ridiculous because you, you, you make fun of yourself, right. While you're doing it. So it's not so serious, but like, enjoy it. Like we're here with these senses to enjoy life. And the, for me, the fastest way to get to the present moment is to tap into my senses. Yeah. And that, that could be that cookie. Yep. You know, it doesn't have to be something bad. <laughs> <laughs> so true. I love that. <laughs> so what what's like on the opposite of disorder eating, more of an intuitive eating approach? Like what, we kind of like tapped into that. Like, what does that look like, right? Because for me, it's like, I still want to feed my body. You know, it's my vessel. I want to honor it, but I also don't want to be orthorexic and too, too picky with like, how how clean everything needs to be because I come I have to watch myself on that one (laughs) (laughs) yeah for sure and it's I think it's easy to go off balance in one direction or the other um but I would say honestly just what you said like just being present with the food that you're eating um I think most of us when we're eating dinner or lunch or whatever we're you know we're not just eating we're like talking to someone or doing work or watching TV. Um, So really just being present with the food that's in front of you to really start being mindful around like, you know, does this food make me feel good? Do I feel satisfied after eating this food? Am I full? Am I still hungry? Um, I think we're just so disconnected from our hunger cues and, you know, like which foods make us feel good and which don't. And I think going back to like not being so conscious of like only eating clean foods. I think a big part of it is honestly mind, um, uh, mindset. So for me, I tell my clients all the time, like your food literally hears everything you're saying to it. So if you're picking up a piece of bread and you immediately are like, ah, this bread is going to make me feel like shit. Like I'm going to gain five pounds after eating this piece of bread. Like, I can't believe I'm doing this to myself. Like, how do you think that your body is going to react to that piece of bread? Probably not very well. Um, And I see this all the time with people who are like, I'm allergic to gluten, dairy, sugar, this, that, like I'm allergic to everything. And I'm like, are you really allergic to everything or Is it just, you know, your mindset around all of those foods? So every time you're eating them, your body's like, nope. Um, So I really do think a lot of it is mindset too. And the funny thing too, is like, once you let yourself eat anything, your body is going to crave nutritious foods most of the time to feel good and energized. And when you crave those other foods, I don't like to call them junk foods, Um, when you crave those other foods, you know, um, like it'll just happen naturally and you'll just naturally find that balance between usually like, you know, 80, 90% of the time wanting nourishing foods and the other 20% wanting to have fun and enjoy life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm 
completely on the same page. And when I go out to dinner, even if I end up wanting to get a salad, I always get fries because I am such a proponent of a good fry. I, you know, same. So I, I hear you. I hear you on that. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, it's it's this, this balance, right? And that's just kind of like the the flow the flow of life and the, of how to approach everything, really. Um, but when we're stuck in that fight or flight response, whether we're like, oh my god, this piece of bread's gonna add five pounds to my thighs or whatever, you tell yourself, or like. I used to tell myself, like, I can't digest this. Like, you know, I, my big thing was bloating and digestion and da, 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 da. But when we can get ourselves grounded in the present moment, like we take at least three to five deep breaths before every meal. We just, we don't pray, but we just, we just hold, hold hands and just center and ground ourselves. I like to go and thank every single food on my plate. I think people who made it, even if it was me, I think the people who grew the food, you know, just like gratitude is like the easiest way to get into my heart. And that amps up your digestion, (laughs) allows your body to actually absorb the nutrients and use that food for fuel. And if we're, we can eat all the kale we want, but if we're stuck in fight or flight all the time, not going to do, it's all the matter doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I think too, I love that you brought up the kale because kale is like one of those foods that I just like, I don't like, I'm not a fan of kale. Um, and like, I think food should be like, yes, it's nourishment, but I also think it should be something you enjoy. Yeah. So I don't think that you need to eat something that you literally just don't like in the name of health, because exactly like what you said, if you're eating it and the whole time you're like, this sucks, I'm not enjoying this. Like, it's probably not going to do anything beneficial for your body. So I also always say just like gravitate towards foods that you enjoy. Like if you don't like kale, maybe you like spinach or broccoli and just finding what it is that you genuinely enjoy and and eating those foods makes a huge difference too yeah and I just realized I used to I was like a huge proponent of kale I would like oh my god it's you know best thing and I don't know the last time I ate kale because I'm just like I have to prepare it a certain way I have to massage it because if you don't massage it it's not even worth eating really so that that is funny I like and another thing like it's not really it can't be disordered eating I've been plant-based since I was 16 and mm-hmm. I eat fish here and there when I when I feel my body needs to um mm-hmm. pretty much off dairy and eggs for a while too but that mm-hmm. that community can become very toxic and disordered eating whether it's that or paleo or whatever you want to call it um, ethical reasons, health reasons. It just, I just have to throw that PSA out there. Like you, you, you don't have to be a card carrying, you know, vegan to like make a difference. Like listen to your body intuitively eat. It, it knows the way I like to eat seasonally. My diet changes or even throughout my own cycle, my menstrual cycle, my diet changes because your body needs different nutrients. Like I crave beets, People normally don't like beets, but I love beets because they're high in iron and I don't eat red meat. So I don't crave red meat. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. So just listen to your body, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love that so much because I've been there. So when I first got into nutrition, my way of like healing from my eating disorder was like to try all of these diets, you know, so I've been everything. I've been paleo, keto, (laughs) vegan, raw vegan, like anything you can think of intermittent fasting, like I've done everything. And I, so during the time that I was vegan, I did not feel good. Like it was not Mm -hmm optimal for my body. And I knew what I was supposed to be eating. So I was eating like all the right things. And I still did not feel good. Like I had no energy, brain fog. And I, around this time, like had a decent following on Instagram. So my followers knew I was like plant-based. And I remember just being so terrified of like not being vegan because of like, I was like, are gonna yell at me and shame me and say mean things to me and then I just had to be like you know what like this is my life this is my body why would I you know keep going down a path that is not making me feel good and um you know I wish I could be vegan I think it's great for ethical reasons that you if that's like what you believe in but I also think it's so important to do what's best for your body first. So for me, that does not work for my body. Um, And just any restriction, really, like labeling myself as one thing or another never, never worked for me. Um, And I'm the same like you, like there's times during, you know, my cycle where I crave, I I do eat everything. So I eat red meat and everything. Um, so like there's times when all I want to do is eat red meat and then I could go weeks without eating any animal protein. Um, and I think it's just about not judging yourself through those moments and trusting that like your body knows what it means. So if you're craving a lot of meat, it doesn't mean you're going to be eating like a steak every day forever. It's just, you know, it's just about trusting in that process, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I have to I have to laugh because my friend, her daughter's now like eight years old, but when she was pregnant with her, she it, she loves meat. She she eats red meat all the time when she's pregnant with her daughter. Any sight or thought of meat like made her sick. Like just like, you know, being pregnant and like, oh, I cannot stand that smell. So she's yeah. like, oh my God, my daughter's going to be vegetarian just like you. Like she only ate fruit and like smoothies and all, like she ate healthy, but um, yeah. yeah. And you just have to listen to your body mm-hmm. and not, no judgment. And that's, I, I completely agree. And I think I, I know, I know 10 years ago, my philosophy on life, my philosophy on food, all that kind of things is completely different. Mm-hmm. It's, it's different than it was a few years ago. And I think that we just as a culture have to realize like these labels, even if you identify with something, you can change your mind. Yeah. You know, we're all fluid. Like it's, if you're not changing your mind and you know, your, your body's always changing. I feel like if someone can't admit, you know, that they've changed their mind, that that's a, that's a bigger issue at hand, but um, (laughs) yeah. Um, But I wanted to talk more about how, disordered eating or unhealthy relationship with food is actually impacting how to we manifest and actually like living our dreams because I love this topic I work with anxiety on the same thing it's it's so important like we hold ourselves back 
from living our best lives. I would love to hear your, your take on this. Yeah. Um, so for me personally, when I was struggling with this disordered relationship with food, like all of my thoughts and all of my energy was directed towards what I was eating and what I looked like. So it's like, how can you go after your dreams and manifest what you want and be present for amazing moments if all you're doing is thinking about food in your body? Um, and I always bring back this example. So when I was, I think it was like my last year of high school. So I was in 12th grade and I was like really struggling at this time um, with my eating disorder. And my mom took me to Paris and I, hated that. Like I hated that trip. I hated Paris. I was like, Paris sucks. Like, I don't know why people love Paris so much. And the reason that I hated it so much, um, was because the whole time I was worried about food and I was like, I can't eat like this croissant. It has to be this like spec. If it's not like special and perfect, like I'm not going to waste my calories on that. And I even made my mom like, bless her for like putting up with me, but I made her like, you know, basically go all around to like find this particular crepe because if it wasn't like special and perfect and amazing, I wasn't going to waste my calories on it. And basically like that whole trip was hard for me because I was surrounded by croissants and all of these baked goods and sugar and ice cream. And I was scared of all of that stuff. Like I didn't really allow myself to enjoy those things. Um, and the funny thing is Paris now is like my favorite place in the world. And I love Paris <laughs> and I've been back three times since, and I've had an amazing time. Um, so if you think about it that way, it's like, you can't even enjoy, you know, special moments and things that you normally would enjoy if you're holding yourself back when it comes to food and your body. Um, so that's like the biggest thing that I see and I see it with my clients. It's like, how can you be present in your relationships or be present in your life or go after what it is that you want in life if you're constantly obsessing over food over your body and not just like letting go of control. Ooh, yeah. That last sentence, letting go of control. I think that this is just a symptom of that, right? That surrender factor and that trust yep. and, and going with the flow of life. And that's, that's why I take five deep breaths before I eat. That's why I center myself because especially, you know, like you and I as an entrepreneur, you, you have to have fire. You have to, to be able to work hard and, and get, get shit done. But we have to balance that like solar plexus, masculine energy with this feminine receiving being present mode. And it's so easy to just get, and that we're such a society that's just like more, 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 faster, 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 instead of sitting with it listening you know that's that's sometimes that's the scariest thing for people is feeling our emotions and food is just one aspect a possible symptom of of that root, root cause that's that's a whole nother podcast episode <laughs> I know I feel like we could go on forever about yeah. that. well what what have you found I guess 
a bridge version for you, like working through that. And I know I have to, I have to be very mindful of myself because I'm still can easily get triggered into that mentality. What's worked for you and being able to like step into that surrender and kind of balance both those energies? Yeah. Um, when it comes, when it comes to food or just like in general in life, however you want to take it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, honestly, um, my, I feel like my journey towards letting go, like took a while and I had to take like baby step after baby step to really find like that, that version of myself that was confident and just letting go of control. Um, and I still struggle with that in certain areas of my life for sure. Um, but a big thing that helped me around food, which is kind of, this might be a little bit taboo, but I'm just gonna say it anyways, because it really helped me a lot. Um, so when I was like, you know, still going through that journey of recovery and like fully trusting in my body and food and being able to let go, um, weed actually helped me a lot with that. Just like it really allowed me to be present and just surrender and like feel what it feels like to be forced to surrender and be like, okay, like this actually isn't that bad and I'm safe here. It's fine. Like nothing bad happened to me. Um, because I was like such a control freak my whole life, the, like the biggest control freak. And I think for me, I kind of needed that little like push and that little help from something outside of myself. Um, so that definitely helped me a lot on my journey. And now I like don't even smoke weed anymore. (laughs) Um, I haven't, I like barely do. Um, because I naturally was able to like find that within myself. Um, And also just my connection to God, like that's the biggest thing for me, for sure. Um, The the more that I strengthened that, that connection and just believing with every part of me that there's something out there that is always taking care of me, always has my best interests at heart. So even when I let go and I have no idea what's coming next, I know that whatever that is, is going to be good and that I'm always safe and protected. I think that is definitely the biggest thing that has helped me, just my connection to God and my spirituality and and my higher self. Um, that was a long answer, but I hope Beautiful, I- beautiful answer. Yeah, I think that's kind of the epitome of trust and surrendering is realizing we, the universe or God does have our back, right? And I think of the Rumi quote, we're not just one drop in the ocean, we're the entire ocean, one drop. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't have God or the universe in me. I am God of the universe. Be able to trust that and listen and and dive deeper into that. And for me, like CBD has helped a lot too. So either t- THC or CBD without THC, it's very helpful when your mind is like, ah, control, control, you know, running a million miles an hour. Um, yeah, that magnesium overall helped me. Um, essential oils have been huge in my journey with overcoming that. Um, yeah, adaptive essential oil for doTERRA. They have balanced lavender, f- frankincense. <laughs> I love doTERRA. One oh, of my- yeah. 
Yeah, one of my best friends, um, she used to work for them full time. So she introduced me and like I've been obsessed ever since. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, I I love doTERRA and I love empowering people with the oils because yes, they smell good. Yes, they're good for clean beauty and clean like green cleaning your house, but emotionally and spiritually, they have helped mm-hmm. me stay present. They help me sit with my emotions, work through things. Like Mm -hmm. they have their own vibration themselves. Like frankincense and rose are like very, very high, high vibration and it be able to allow you. It's like your connection with God really is how, how I look at it. But yeah. Thank you You for sharing your tips. (laughs) Yeah, of course. I was like, I don't know if I should say this, but it's true. You know, that's what helped me. Um, Some of the things that helped me, there's so many things that. Oh yeah. Help me. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Well, was there anything else, Rachel, you wanted to talk about before we start to close the show down? Um, I could talk about, you know, things forever, but I guess <laughs> I guess the main thing is just um, you know, you deserve to live a full life. You deserve to have healthier relationships and you know, you deserve to be able to travel and eat croissants and crepes and ice cream and feel zero guilt and zero shame and enjoy your life. And life is just too short to, you know, obsess over calories and food and workouts and how many calories you burned. Like life is just, there's so much more to life. And, you know, I think there's a reason that so many women fall into this trap of like believing that their self-worth is in what they eat and counting calories and all these things, because, you know, the diet industry was founded for that reason to make us constantly feel like we're not enough. Um, And I really think a big part of that is just to keep us small because when we're distracted by that, we're too busy to, to be powerful and, you know, make a big impact in this world. So yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'll just end it there. Beautiful. I know that was a very powerful way to end it. Mic drop on that one. Well, thank you so much for being with us today and imparting your wisdom. And we close every single show the same way. How may we, the listeners, as a huge act of gratitude, be of service for you and return today, Rachel? Yeah. Um, so I would love it if you would join my free challenge that I'm hosting. Um, it's a mind, body, soul reset called Heal. And I'm basically going to take you on a journey towards healing on a mind, body, and soul level in a way that feels fun and sustainable and good. Nothing, no crazy calorie counting or diets or anything like that. Yay. (laughs) And we'll make sure we'll link everything in the show notes for you guys, if you're interested in learning more. And if you listened to this episode and you felt inspired, please share it. If you thought of a specific person, send it to them. There's a reason why your intuition brought the person up. This is why I started the show was I was able to have so many intuitive downloads, so many helpful things that were pivotal in my own healing journey. And I want to get messages out like Rachel's and my own to help that ripple effect to raise the whole vibration of humanity. And if you guys haven't already, please make sure you subscribe and write a review because that amplifies this power even more. So more listeners and healing can take 
place. Thank you so much, Rachel, for coming on the show today and talking all things happy, healthy, mind, body, soul. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. And remember, open up, surrender, trust, and let your body lead the way.